that uh, we want to honor our Lord with his faithfulness. We're here to let you know this is why this church is here. Thank you, God. Great is your faithfulness. Amen? Amen. This morning, I have the joy and the privilege of seeing several come this morning and just uh, share their hearts about what freedom has meant to them. And so I'm going to ask those to start coming. Uh, Bo, I think you're first. You can come on up here. Give him a hand. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> I don't think he has cooties. I'm actually a little bit sick. I'm trying to spare everybody else. <clears throat> I want to share, but I'm going to share that. <clears throat> a pastor said, uh, you know, if that didn't charge your batteries, how'd you say that? If that, didn't, if that didn't get your batteries charged. Well, I'm from the mountains of North Georgia, and we say, if that don't light your fire, your wood's all wet. <clears throat> well, I just want to say that, first off, I'm very excited uh, with my family that God led us here to freedom. I'm going to get over here. I got some notes. And, you know, the handkerchief thing where I'm from, that means you better get comfortable. So I'll try not to do that. Oh, yeah, I wear glasses. I forgot. <clears throat> so I just, as uh, when the pastor asked me to do this, I just started reflecting. My first, For those of you I don't know, my name is Bo Horton. Uh, we've, my family and I have been going here since, uh, I guess, for about a year and a half now. It's been a real blessing to us, and... Um, God led us here through a series of, of fortunate events. <laughs> just uh, things kind of, the kind of daisy chained, you know, and we ended up here. And you know, the very first day I was here, uh, the very first service we were here, I just knew there was something special about freedom. <clears throat> What's well, been our sincere, I'm, gonna, I'm speaking on behalf of my family. They're not here with me today. Uh, but it's been our sincere honor and privilege to be part of this body of believers. <clears throat> Since we've been here, we've seen God move in mighty ways in and through his people. We've seen broken relationships stored, restored. We've seen lives changed, and we've seen hearts rally around those who are hurting, our family being one of those. Our family was honored to have our son Kyler, as you had baptisms, baptisms here this morning. Our son Kyler was also baptized right over there, which I'm very thankful for, into God's family. And what I'm, what I'm most probably appreciative for is just the, the love of each person here and also the love uh, that we have, or the, excuse me, the, the, uh, the pastor that we have who loves the Lord and he preaches his word. Um, unadulterated and unapologetically, and that's uh, you know that's uh, that's like a Bigfoot sighting anymore. You just don't you don't get that uh, in, in a lot of churches, unfortunately. So I just uh, you know our pastor he has a heart as big as his frame, which I tease him about all the time, <clears throat> and his choice in pants. <laughs> but I, but I love Alvin. I also want to you know I also like to thank his family, uh, his kids and his wife especially, uh, because I know that you know he Alvin goes before the Lord for the direction of this church, but also for each one of us here. And, and I know that at times that burden comes home with him. And so I thank his family for, for helping bear part of that burden as well. Um, his message is very clear. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of variation in the theme. It's, it's simply this, come to Jesus and live. That's it. I mean, there might be some flavorings of it, but that's essentially, that's essentially what we're getting right down to, right? And, and isn't that the truth? You know, there's no other name under heaven by, one which, by which one may be saved. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said that uh, we, should, we should, at our new place over here at 77 Blanchard, we should get us a sign that says, forgive our mess. Real believers worship here. Because, you know, we, we bring all of our junk up in here, you know. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. But that's, isn't that what it's about, though? <clears throat> so as we move over here to this new property on 77 Blanchard, you know, I think it's, uh, God's going to challenge us with some new things, some things we've never experienced or expected. And so what I'd ask us to do as a body is to repurpose ourselves and rededicate ourselves to that cause and just ask God to use us in the way that he would use us so that we can be fruitful and make it a launch pad into the world, you know, to, to, to do what we need to do and fulfill our great commission. Uh, we're not here, <clears throat> you know, as, as nice as this, the facilities are and as, and as fun as the fellowship is, that's not really why we're here. What we're really here to do is to spread the word. A good word, right? There's, there's people out there in our, in our communities right now that are hurting and that need Jesus. It's our responsibility to share that word and reach out and do whatever we can do. So I'd just like to say that 
Um, I'm very thankful again to be here. I'm thankful that my family's uh, been under the tutelage and spiritual leadership of, of Alvin. I'm done. I'm wrapping it up. And uh, happy anniversary, Freedom. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Amen, Scotty. Now, your pastor did tell him 60 seconds, but... <clears throat> <laughs> I'm not riding the horse, I'm telling you that. Uh, my wife just said hee-haw, I think. <clears throat> Preacher asked me last day, he said, you got 60 seconds, and if you don't hurry, I'll give you the cough signal to hurry up. Why do I love Freedom Bible Church? Thought of a few thoughts, and here's what I come up with, and I'll be brief with them. A preacher that preaches from the Bible. That's one of the reasons I love Freedom Bible Church. Listen, it's going to be hard for me not to move around like I'm preaching, but listen, he doesn't go to the internet and say, well, I'll preach this sermon this week. He's old-fashioned. He does it the right way. He gets his Bible out, he gets on his knees, he prays to God and says, what do you want me to preach this week? I guarantee you he does it. And you don't see the times he's up here at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning crying out to God. That's what he does, folks. That's what a real preacher does. And let me tell you something, that doesn't happen in every church. Number two, the Holy Spirit. The first Sunday I came here was a, uh, January 2013. It was the first Sunday. And when I walked out the door, I knew something was different. The difference was this. The Holy Spirit was in this church and Amen. continues to be in this church. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Have you been up here at the altar when you got a whole group of people praying for one person, that don't just happen. That's the Holy Spirit. Not every church has that. Number three, vision. Our vision is obviously to help, help people have an upward, inward, outward impact for Jesus Christ. That's great, and that's, that's wonderful, and I love that because that equips Christians for the world. But here's my question. How do you raise $130,000 in three months? You don't. God does. God has given us a vision to move to 777 Blanchard Road. And let me tell you something, folks. Me and Alvin's talked about this. The impact of that's going to go through next year, the next 100 years, and people will continue to get saved at Freedom Bible Church. Not every church has that. And fourth and my last reason why I love Freedom Bible Church is this. It's youth. You are my church family, and I love you all. Listen, Amen. we're on a journey together, Amen. and there is nobody I would rather be on the journey with than you. Amen. Amen. Not every church has that. One final reason is this, and this is the main reason. Jesus Christ is right out there in front of us, folks, and he's doing this. Come on. We're coming on. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. I'm not sure who's next. Willie? Morning, Freedom. Amen. I'll tell you, it's uh, off and on 10 years together, but I've been knowing this gentleman here for well, plus 20 years. We used to work together at Freedom Lane many years ago. And uh, the first time I met him, we were, I was walking over that warehouse asking him about how much money, you know, I could earn. And I, all he talked about was Jesus. <laughs> Brother, you don't have to worry about that. Jesus meets your needs while he's pushing his cart. And uh, it's so true. The reason I, I uh, enjoy freedom is because, just like the word says, Pastor Alvin just didn't make up that name, Freedom. God gave him that name. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he knew that one day Willie would be struggling with his past he knew that Willie would be struggling with his fears. He knew that Willie would be struggling with a lot of bad things. Coming here to freedom, God has helped me to be free from a horrible past. He's helped me to be free from a lot of fears. There was, I was married for 16 and a half years. And I'll tell you, after the divorce, I became a very bitter individual. I purposed in my heart that I would not ever get involved. I hated women. Because every one of them did me wrong, in my mind. 
and I took it to Pastor Alvin. I got to tell the truth, guys. And I remember coming to Pastor Alvin in his office, and I was telling him, and he was just looking at me, shaking his head, <laughs> like he does. He, God has already given him a word. But you know, there's one of the things that he said to me in the meeting that really was a breakthrough for me. He says, brother, I understand that. He says, but God has placed something on the inside of you that you will need to give to the woman that he has for you. And that gave me a whole new perspective. I stopped looking at Willie and my hurt and my pain. So Freedom Bible Church has just meant freedom for me. Amen. Freedom to continue on. Freedom to worship with my brothers. I passed by a lot of AME churches to get here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I act like you don't know. <laughs> you know why? Because this is my family. God put me here to be here. Amen. Give me 22 more seconds and I'll be done. And one of the final reasons, my daughter, I have a 28-year-old daughter that lives in Columbia, South Carolina, and she's been battling with cancer for three years now. And it's been a tough, tough, tough road. But you know, one Sunday I invited her to come to church here. Pastor and I talked about it. And uh, she was baptized right here. Amen. And I was teasing her uh, when uh, I was there last week. She was on life support all last weekend. Uh, that's why I wasn't here with you. But God raised her up. Now she's home. She's cooking. She's doing everything off of life support in less than 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Of course, the, the doctor sent her home. I think you know what that means. So we're heading out after service to go and visit with her. But here's what I told her, and I'll be done. I said, baby, when your time comes, and all of us going to have a time, so we're not saying when, and you get to the gate, and they have trouble with uh, trying to find your name on the Lamb's Book of Life, I want you to tell them that my daddy's got it on tape. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you, daddy. Kim? Kim? Nick? Okay. I don't know who it was. Thank you, buddy. Good morning. Um, I guess just a minute on my life and, and where it's come, thanks to the Lord and freedom. Uh, I would say before I came to Georgia and before I came to freedom, um, I was doing everything in my power to destroy my life. And... Um, it was all in the name of fun. You know, I just wanted to have fun, and it didn't really matter what it took. But in the name of Jesus, Alvin came along and showed me God's grace. Um, and I, I can't thank him enough for that. Mm. When... Um, Um, when I was hell-bent on um, everything against God, you and your family showed me how to have fun without grieving the Holy Spirit of God. And I'm so, so thankful for that. And it wasn't just Alvin or just his family. It was the whole Freedom family. Um, Y'all wrapped around, arms around me and gave me hugs, and I knew you meant it. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you for all of you who have helped me and um, reminded me of what God's love is like and what his journey can be. And um, that's about all I have. Thank you. They had some beauty in here somewhere, right? <laughs> I'm thankful those that have gone before me have um, overran the limit, so I don't have to worry. But, um, folks, um, I say this not to brag, but I've been a part of freedom since the beginning, and that's to say praise the Lord. Um, it was a time in our life, David and I, we were struggling to be fed in where we were going before, and the Lord brought us to freedom 
where the truth of God's word was spoken. And I'll tell you without a doubt that Freedom Bible Church is God-breathed. It's God in every aspect of it. Um, from the first time I came to Freedom and became a part of Freedom, um, probably a little bit before that, Alvin, um, I knew that this would be a church family that were prayer warriors, and they've proven that over and over and over. Um, if you're not being prayed for, it's because you're not asking, and this Freedom family will come alongside you and pray with you and for you, and um, I can tell you in my life and in a lot of others, it's been such a blessing, and God changes lives, and we've seen it over and over here at Freedom. What a blessing. You know, what a joyous time. We want to praise the Lord that he's working here at Freedom Bible Church. Um, we have a pastor that preaches the truth of God's word. He doesn't make any bones about it. It's the truth. And he wants us to know and understand the truth. Freedom Bible Church is love. Folks, we love each other, and we're glad to be a part of this family together. And God has grown us, and we want to keep loving everybody that comes into our family. Um, it's just, we don't want to miss the boat on that, folks. God's love has got to prevail. Um, again, I'm just so thankful for the church family here, for our pastor that's not afraid to preach the truth, even if he steps on our toes, even if he pushes us out of our comfort zone. He's preaching the truth of God's word. And Lord, we just praise you, Lord, for all you're doing here at Freedom. was a nice welcome. I had to write a few things down so I don't ramble. Um, uh, my relationship with Christ began in 2010 thanks to Freedom Bible, which at the time was located off Cox Road um, and the outside <laughs> like, appeared to be a small office complex and I guess we were kind of both kind of hesitant about going in. <laughs> but um, but inside, the love and presence of Christ was busting out of the seams and immediately became clear this is where myself and my family needed to be. And now fast forward, we've obviously praised to be, be to God, we've grown. Um, freedom is where love, acceptance, generosity is overflowing and the word is preached with passion. Freedom has been instrument, instrumental in giving me life helping me to understand my worth, giving me opportunities to worship Jesus by serving him in areas of the church. And as a mother, I feel so comforted in knowing that my son is going to be with Jesus. Amen. You have a ladybug on you. Yeah, there's one on the... There's ladybugs all over the place in here, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> So uh, what Hannah mentioned, uh, Hannah actually went to church uh, the first Sunday she went without me. Um, we can talk longer about where we were then. I'm, I'm an independent type of <laughs> uh, But she came back, she came back and she said, she, I mean, she came back excited and, and really wanted me to go. And uh, we, we pulled up the next Sunday and, the, you know, the old, the old building was across the street from sanctuary. My literally, my words were, "Really here? <laughs> There's a real church across the street." <laughs> we found a real church. <laughs> Some of you, I don't want to go into details. Some of you, some of you know our story, but literally, 
freedom has meant my wife to me. So. And I can't say much more than that. All right. So. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man, I like this jacket. I might have taken the jacket from him, you know. <laughs> There's a little song that says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the captives are set free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, the captives are set free. The wounded are made whole. I find rest for my soul. I find rest here at freedom for my soul. Mm. My wife couldn't be here today because um, her father had an incident last Friday. And um, she's there caring for her father at the home. And um, I'm so thankful for this church, you know. I'm so thankful for this church, you know, and the pastor, the word, the Freedom family. He was coming here for about a little over a year now. And mm, the people have embraced, y'all have embraced us and made us feel at home, Amen. at home. Amen. And we are so thankful. And the Bible said, who the son set free. It's free indeed. Amen. So thank you for freedom. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Brother, I think we need to get someone on the worship team. What you think? Uh -huh. <laughs> anyway, Christy and I have uh, been coming to Freedom Bible Church since 2008. Um, Alvin and I, I call him Alvin, Pastor Alvin, uh, but back then he was just Alvin. <laughs> he right. invited an unchurched Christian um, to church with him. And I remember going, and we went, and I remember Easter service, and Bruce had uh, made an announcement that, Pastor, I think we got 50 people. <laughs> and, <laughs> amen. And everybody was crying. And Pastor Alvin was on the edge of his seat. He had his Bible so hard, he gripped tight in his hand. He couldn't wait to preach the word that day. <laughs> Nothing changed there, amen, amen. <laughs> so uh, Christy and I, um, we decided to, to, to come visit the office building. And, uh, <laughs> and we did, we attended several weeks. And all of a sudden, I couldn't get my wife to come with me anymore. I didn't understand why. And uh, so finally I confronted her about it, um, and, and she said, it's because you are friends with Alvin, and you tell him all of our stuff, and that's what he preaches on every Sunday. <laughs> and I said, I said, no, that's not it. That is not it. I promise you that's not it. But anyway, once she became in fellowship with other sisters, she came to find out that was their story, too. <laughs> and, and that's, folks, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay? Yeah. That's the Holy right. Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bend a word to touch your heart. Do you know that? Mm. So uh, my daughter actually inspired me to write a poem about my experience here at Freedom. And, um, you know, she knows I love poetry. So uh, I was thinking about this as we were having a conversation. And I said, well, why don't I just write a poem? And so, I want to, here it goes, it's, what does freedom mean to me? This church that is not for normalcy, where all are welcome, not just said indeed. This church that I call my family. What does freedom mean to me? A place that accepts my individuality, where the scriptures, his word, speaks openly 
where the truth is proclaimed with poignancy by a man who jumps and cries and sings about a Lord in all his majesty. The example, his light, he's trying to bear. The light that points to that all bright air. All the while pointing out the snare that once caught him as a young man unaware. Unaware of the, scheme, unaware of the schemes of the dark one. How loud he shares. My wife once said, he knows so much. Your speech deceives you. Your tales of such. But after months of hearing tell, my life is your life, and God knows so well. Our story is your story once the spirit swells, and you know it couldn't be no other tale. What does freedom mean to me? Closer to God can there I be? In any other church, would I have eyes to see of the good work? His love, my legacy. There is much work to be done in us and me. It is here at freedom that one may glean. Those words in Galatians that Paul decreed. It is for freedom that I'm set free. This sounds like trouble here. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Alvin, I know 10 years uh, to some people seems like a long time, but to, to us elders, it don't seem so long. <laughs> but uh, it, it has been 10 years. And on behalf of the church family and the elders of the church, I'd like to present you with this plaque as just a, a small token of our appreciation, something that you can see, and, and I hope everybody will take an opportunity to be sure and tell him how much we appreciate him. But it says, for, ten, for your 10 years of tireless service, your infectious enthusiasm, your boundless love, and for lighting and fanning the fan of faith in so many ways, in so many we of Freedom Bible Church want to offer our thanks. Being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6. We love you, Freedom Bible Church. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Wow. Wow, thank you. <clears throat> well, um, you can hit the lights back there. Children head to Children's Church. I, I promise you, I, I don't have but an hour and ten minutes left, okay? <laughs> no, just joking, just joking. I, I, I've got a long sermon, but I'm not going to preach it, okay? But I, I do want to say, let, let's give the Lord a hand, amen? <laughs> if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Lamentations chapter 3. <clears throat> Great is thy faithfulness. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. May God bless the reading of his holy and precious word. Just very quickly, I, I give me 10 minutes and I'll be through, okay? You give me 10 minutes, all right? 
I know some of you say, hey, no way that's going to happen. But just pray hard, okay? Uh, as you look at the, the sort of give you the text of these verses, Jeremiah is, is, is told to be the author of these, these verses here. And he is going through a very difficult, difficult time. Uh, Jerusalem has been destroyed and destruction of the temple has ha- taken place. And, and Jeremiah is the, the weeping prophet, as they say. And, and he is really having a difficult, difficult time. As you read this, this uh, small book of Lamentations, the word Lamentation means a loud cry. It's not just a sniffle. It is a shown up, brokenhearted, loud cry. As you read up until these verses, you hear words like this, lonely, affliction, distress, weeps bitterly, homelessness, broken, gnashing of teeth, darkness, besieged, bitterness, wandering. No wonder he was depressed. Amen? I mean, think about it. Those words are just, that create just a sense of hopelessness. And then he comes to these verses here and sort of gives us hope. And he says, great is your faithfulness, O Lord. His loving kindnesses indeed are there for us. And as he reflected upon the Lord and his goodness and his promise of faithfulness, he realized at that hopeless moment, his hopeless moment turned into a hopeful moment. Because why? He realized that God in his character could not deny himself. God says he is faithful. My friend, he is faithful. And the word faithful simply means this. He keeps his word. He is truthful. He says something, you can believe it. You can take it to the bank. He cannot lie. He is faithful. He's trustworthy. He means he fulfills his promises. He is reliable. There's a sense of fidelity here, of loyalty, of a constant affection for. Now that just gets me excited as I think of this word because faithfulness has the idea that God has this constant affection towards you. Now he has this constant faithfulness towards you, that he doesn't just love you, he is affectionate for you. I mean, he is crazy for you. He loves you, and he's given his son to prove how much he loves you. And he wants you to know that he he is the one that will make this sanctification process. I remember coming to know Jesus Christ. I remember after coming to know him, I used to hear people tell me this, well, you need to be sanctified from here. I thought, well, that's good, but what does that mean? And I knew that that had to do with the rest of my life was now to be set apart for him, and and now I was become different than I was before. Well, I knew me, that was trouble. Uh, That was going to be hard for that to happen. But I realized as I began to walk with the Lord that God told me in his word, in 1 Thessalonians 5, he says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. May your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I said, wow, me? How can I be complete and blameless before the Lord Jesus Christ? And then I'm mindful. Here's the next verse. Faithful is he who calls you and he also will bring it to pass. See, you know what I love about Christianity? It's not about me. It's about him. He has started this work in me. He is going to, listen, he brought salvation to me. He's going to bring sanctification to me. And he's going to bring me home when it's time to come home. You see, it's all a work of God from beginning to end and in the middle. It's God. God is the one who called me. God is the one who saved me. God is the one who's going to sanctify me. God is going to do it all because why? It's God and his faithfulness that's on the line. And I want you to get free here this morning and get focused on Jesus and how powerful and faithful he is to the Father. And because of his good work, the Father looks at him and he says, they will be blameless. They will be complete because I I will finish the work that I started in. Well, as I was looking, thinking about our 10 years, it blows my mind as I think about the faithfulness of God. 
And there's things that I find in my life, and over the last 10 years I was reflecting and reflecting the life of our church and, and where God has brought us. I can assure you this, he's been faithful. He's been faithful. And not only has he been faithful, but I know he's going to be faithful in the future. Now here's some things that we've gone through together, individually and corporately. We've had trials. Can I get amen? amen. If you don't have any, hang on, you'll get one. Okay? It's, it's coming. Amen. We've had tests. God's tested our faith. I remember moving to this place from that building over there, the office building over there we've heard a lot about this morning. We going here? Yeah, you're going here. Remember the church is not a building, amen? The building, the church is you and me, amen? But anyway, it does help to have a building that somebody wants to go into, right? But anyway. Uh, we had tests. And we come over here and we've had tests that uh, some didn't believe, some didn't want to, hey, uh, there's no way. As a matter of fact, who told me over and over again, listen, we come here, there's no way in the world you're going to get people to park on grass. Go out that door. They ain't got nowhere else to park. Amen? Amen? We've had troubles. We've had tribulations. We've had all of these things that's come our way. And, and listen, that's part of the Christian life. I hate to tell you this because we live in a day and age where the preachers are rising up and telling you there's not going to be any suffering if you just put your faith in Jesus. I'm telling you that's a bunch of hogwash. Because if you know Christ... And they hated him, they're going to hate you. He went through trials, you're going to go through trials. He went through tests, you're going to go through tests. He had troubles, you're going to have troubles. Amen? Now, here's the great news. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19, it says this, Therefore those who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to what? A faithful creator in doing what is right. I love this verse. Michelle likes this one, I know. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Hallelujah. I have found in my walk in the last 10 years, when you go through trials and tests and troubles and tribulations, you can feel like you are all alone. Can I tell you, there's been times in these 10 years that I've been lonely. And I don't have a problem getting along with people. I, can, I got scores of people in my life, amen. I love, I got, I got the greatest wife anybody could ever have. I've got the greatest children anybody could have. I'm blessed in every circle. What I have found in life, the enemy is good at beating you down. He's good at putting thoughts in your head that, that are contrary to the Word of God. There's times that in my life, in 10 years, I've been lonely. But I've found something. God didn't want me to have another person fulfill a need in my life. Because of his faithfulness, he wanted to show me that he would be my faithful companion. When everybody else may leave you in your life, he'll never leave you. When everybody else will doubt you in your life, he'll never doubt you. Because he is a faithful friend. He is a friend to a sinner such as I. He's been faithful and he's good. If you're lonely here today, turn to the one who's faithful. He will be your companion. He will come alongside of you. In these 10 years, there's been times in my life that I have worried. I know you're looking at me and saying, how can a pastor worry? He's supposed to believe the word of God, right? But I can just tell you in my humanness, listen, I've fallen short in times in my life that I have had absolutely incredible fear and worry in my life. And it breaks my heart that I, I haven't trusted God sometimes in my life. But what I have found through the years, in these last 10 years, 
that when I have been worried, he's been faithful to be my confidence. And he's shown me, as he showed the Apostle Paul, Paul, he, he knew how to get along whether he had a lot or whether he had nothing in his life. Whether he was on, on the pinnacle or whether he was in the pit. He says, I found a secret. When I'm worried, I found that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to encourage you, church. He's faithful. He's faithful. He is faithful. He's been faithful in my trials and tests and troubles and tribulations. Watch this. He's been faithful in, in our temptations. <laughs> you know what I find it in life? Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted anymore. Amen? We're all going to be tempted. But here's a favorite verse of mine. No temptations to overtaking you but such as common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you may endure it. Can I tell you this? You know what God has shown me in those 10 years? He's brought to this realization and revelation in my own life that when those times of temptation come, he said, Alvin, I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'll be faithful every time a temptation comes your way. And every time a temptation comes your way, if you'll turn to me, I will provide a way out. You know why? Because I am your faithful counselor. I know how to help you. I am your ever-present help. Listen, I don't know what temptation you're facing today, but I'm here to tell you, a God who's faithful is waiting for you to call upon his name, and he will show you great and mighty things that you know not. I'm here to tell you, church, rise up and believe that Jesus is faithful. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you, no matter what temptation you have. And over these 10 years, I have found he's been faithful to cheer me up when I've been down, and he has been faithful to calm me down when I've been angry and wanted to tear the building down. He's been faithful. He's been faithful through our trials. He's been faithful through our temptations. And watch this. He's been faithful in times in my life where we didn't trust him. I love the song Dolly sang. Because in that song it says, even when I didn't believe. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there, Amen. Even when I didn't believe, he was faithful. Look at this verse. This is a, a great verse you ought to hold on to because there's times in your life that you may have a time where you're just not believing. Paul told Timothy, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. There's been times in my life, God, I did, I, I'm having struggle. I'm struggling here to believe you. And God, I don't understand why I'm not believing, but I don't believe you. And he says, I'll never deny myself. And therefore, I'll never deny you because you are my child. Church, my wife's favorite verse is trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I believe that now. And 10 years that we've walked through this. Another beautiful thing that I want to end on is this, is the triumphs that he's taken us through. You know why? Because greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. You know, the Christian life is, is like railroad tracks. I know my wife's going to crack up now that I've said that. Railroad tracks, okay? I don't say it exactly right like my wife wants me to say it, but anyway. Uh, they run parallel. You have incredible joy at times. And you have also running a parallel in life. You have these difficulties and heartaches at times. And what I have found that life is just not all about suffering. But life is also about the triumphs of life is that God has been faithful and he shows us his faithfulness and he rises up and he does something only God can do so that we would believe him, embrace him, worship him, and give our all to him. And that's what it's about. I'm mindful and, you know, I think back two years ago. 
God, my wife, and Willie, the only one that knew this, I, two years ago, had already filled out a resume. I was quitting. I was out of here. I couldn't do it no more. I said, God, I, I just no, I don't have it. I don't know what it is, but I don't have it. God, I just don't have it. So I just put together my resume and said, hey, I got to go look for a job. And I said, I called Brother Willie. I said, Willie, I want you to look over this, make sure this is right. He didn't call me for two days. <laughs> I called him several times, and he wouldn't call me back. What's the deal? In that two-day period, God spoke to my heart, and I went away to Hilton Head. And there, took a day of praying and fasting, called upon the name of the Lord and said, God, I don't understand. What do you want to do here? He said, son, I called you. I've gifted you. And you are going to do what I ask you to do. And I found, when I got back, I said, well, God, you're going to do something in me. That they need a new pastor. Because I don't have it. Something's missing here in me. And he says, no, it's not. I've given you everything you need. I've given you your Holy Spirit, and I've given you my son, and I've given you my love, and I've given you a family at Freedom that loves you, and you go back and love them with my love. And so as I close, because of the faithfulness of God, I want you to know, church, this. You can trust every promise he makes. You can trust every promise. Every promise. Look at this word in Hebrews 10, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Church, if there's anything I want to encourage you with today is this. My prayer for us in the next 10 years, that we would rise up and be like Stephen in Acts chapter 6 and 7. That we would have this radiant faith. That we would have God's redeeming love that motivates us. And we'd have this resolute hope in us that we would say no matter what comes our way in the next 10 years, God, you're going to be worshipped, you're going to be witnessed, and we're going to be ready to march with you. We're here to be your servant, to glorify and honor your name, and we're asking you to do a work in us and through us in the next 10 years that only you can do. And my prayer is that God will do that in you and in me, and together we will march, we will march forward for the glory of God. Amen? In closing, I, I've given each one of you, did you get a card when you come in here? A little three-by-five card. Everybody get one? Okay? Now, as I shared with you the last couple of weeks, this was coming. Uh, we're going to eat lunch in just a second, okay? But before you eat lunch, I want to give you some good news, okay? We're going on a seven-day fast here at Freedom, all right? Uh, aren't you excited? So you get to eat lunch, okay? You get to eat lunch, but then we're going on a seven-day fast. Are you with me? Amen or oh me? Oh, amen and oh me, all right? Listen to me. Out in the lobby, here's a book that I've already put together, and you have a devotional for every day I've written out for you. I've written several notes in here for you to just sort of guide you in the way. But on your card, let me see that for just a second, Robert. On your card, what I want you to do today is this. There, there's different things. A commitment to call to battle, okay? Number one, complete seven-day fast. In other words, you're going to drink only water and juice. That may be you, okay? Or maybe you're going to fast from favorite meal of the day. Maybe your favorite meal of the day, whatever it is, you're going to fast from that. Or you're going to eat only one meal a day, okay? Or you're going to be on a Daniel fast. You're going to eat only vegetables. Or you're going to just pray because of health restrictions. Or you're going to fast from internet, TV, cell phone, etc. And just in case I didn't cover them all, I left in other creative ways you're going to fast and pray. Now, what I want you to do with this card is I want you to, to check one of these boxes. 
And at the end of the service, I want you to come up here and just lay the card here. You don't have to put your name on it. I just want you to lay your card here. Now, I have made at least 75 of these, okay? I am praying that we'll get at least 75 people to be involved with this seven-day fast with us. And next Sunday, we're going to celebrate what God has done. Amen? And so I want to encourage you. Think about it and be a part. Because I promise you, you will see great and mighty things. As I shared with you earlier, I've been on every kind of fast you can think of. And I've done them all. And I'm here to tell you, every time I've been faithful to God, he's always been faithful to me. And even when I've not been faithful to God, he's still been faithful to me. Amen? Because that's just who he is. But listen, we want to see the blessing of God. And I believe with all my heart, if 2016 is going to have an impact in this community, it's going to be because we have chosen to call to battle. God's going to raise up some prayer warriors. And God's going to raise up some mighty men and women of faith that's going to go and see people come to know him. And God is wanting to do that. And he's waiting for you to take a step of faith. Maybe you're here today and say, I have never fasted before in my life. Matter of fact, I don't think we should be fasting anyway. Well, Jesus says, when I am gone, they will fast. Okay? So, the idea is that the Bible's very clear, but I just want to encourage you, check one of the box. At the end of the service, I want you to come over and just lay it up here on the thing, and, and I'm going to count how many people have chosen to be a part of this, okay? Now, out in the lobby, get you one of these, okay? Get you one of these, okay? Take it with you. Totally free, all right? So we can be a part of this together, all right? So you'll know what everybody's reading and thinking about during the week, all right? Are you glad to be here today? Yes. Amen. God is good. I have no doubt about that. And I want you to know that he's faithful. You know, I know that God's going to do this in this church because this verse, they, put on, they had no idea what I was going to say here. <laughs> he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God has just begun a great work in here. As we, as we leave this place in a couple months and head over to Blanchard Road, it's just going to be a continuation. You just don't get over there and say, you remember that crazy building we went over there? Yeah, we're on that building now. Yeah. But God is faithful. Trust him, church. He's worthy. Father, in Jesus' name, may your Holy Spirit just move amongst us right now and just touch us. And Lord, remind us of your faithfulness. And Lord, we just ask for your Holy Spirit to move in a great and mighty way. Take us from this place, Lord, and let us encourage one another in your faithfulness. God, there's one here today that does not know you and not experience your faithfulness. God, may they lay down their addiction. May they lay down their broken relationship. May they lay down their hurt and their, their hang-up or their habit, Lord, that's keeping them in bondage. May this be the day that they find the faithfulness of God true to their experience in their own life. God, we're just going to take a moment and ask for your Holy Spirit to move amongst us. May, may all God's people stand and the altar is open here, church. As God has spoken to your heart, you come. You need in prayer. I'll be glad to pray with you. You come as God leads.